Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. We're looking at the book of Matthew and we'll uh, continue in our our look at, at the, the birth of Jesus Christ. If you will, join with me in prayer. Dear gracious Father, Lord, we thank You for uh, the abundance of Your love and we praise You for the great goodness that You've given us. Thank You so much for uh, Your grace and mercy that has been extended towards us that we are uh, able to enjoy the, uh, the great fellowship of love uh, that comes from you. And Lord, we just pray that you would bless us in this time. May your word speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last week we looked at uh, the birth of Jesus through the lens of the kingly lineage of Jesus Christ. And we'll not go through that again. Don't everybody say amen all at one time. Uh, but uh, this morning... Uh, we're going to, to uh, look in particular at, at Jesus Christ, uh, born of a virgin. Uh, look with me at Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Uh, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is uh, God with us. And then Joseph being raised uh, from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and he knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Uh, Jesus, uh, in Matthew chapter 22, verse uh, 42, says to the Pharisees in a discussion that he's having with them, he asked the Pharisees a question that is very poignant for us today and is poignant uh, to all mankind throughout the ages is, uh, he says, What think ye of the Christ? Whose son is he? And that, that's the question that we have to think about today. What do you think of the Christ? What do you think of, is he just some baby that's being born uh, uh, and put in a uh, wooden trough and uh, we bring out some sheep and, and some donkeys and some cattle, uh, uh, some camels and, and things like that? To, uh, is, is he uh, is the Messiah? Is he the, the Christ? Is he the little baby that's in the manger? Is he 
someone completely different. Jesus kind of hits the nail on the head. Who, are, who do you say whose son he is? Now, last week we looked at uh, the lineage of Jesus Christ in terms of, of, of who, who his uh, ancestry goes back through. And we talked about the fact that, that Jesus Christ was completely uh, within his rights to claim the, the throne of David. He was uh, of David's birth through the lineage of Joseph, even though Joseph was not his father. Uh, he was uh, his adopted father, uh, and Joseph was in, in the lineage of, da- of King David. And we also saw last week that Mary was also in the lineage of David. Uh, you know, the king, uh, the role of the king passed from uh, father to father, and so we saw that in Joseph, but also Jesus was in the royal line through blood. Uh, through Mary as well. And so uh, we saw that uh, question in terms of, of, of uh, the physical or human side of Jesus Christ. But today uh, in the scripture that we read, uh, we see Jesus Christ in a different light, not just from uh, the human perspective, but Matthew lays out almost a whole separate uh, 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 claim of Jesus Christ in terms of, of who He is in terms of being uh, the Son of God. And He, he uh, lays this out. Now, Jewish people believed the promise of the Messiah would be a great king uh, from the lineage of David, and they were so willing to accept Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus as uh, a uh, in the lineage of David and to be an heir of David uh, in his uh, royal line and that kind of thing. But when we get to the point where uh, we talk about Jesus Christ being uh, divine, that is the point in which uh, uh, most Jewish people had problems with him in his day all the way until today. 56% of uh, a survey was done uh, some years back it was published in Red Book. Fifty-six uh, percent of students in Protestant seminaries at the time uh, said that they did not believe in a virgin birth. Fifty-six percent. Uh, well, first of all, in my opinion, if you don't believe in a virgin birth of Jesus Christ, I think that disqualifies you from any type of ministry. But uh, a different survey uh, did a survey of, of the American people, and they found that 69% of American Baptists believe uh, that Jesus was born of a virgin, 66% of Lutherans, 57% of United Presbyterian. 39% of Episcopalians, 34% of Methodists, and only 21% of Congregationalists. Uh, that's a, uh, a liberalization of the, uh, the American church. It is watering out down uh, real, quite literally the gospel message because, you see, it's vitally important that we see Jesus Christ as... Uh, God's son as well as in the line of David. You see, uh, he and anyone else can be in the lineage of David and not uh, bring salvation to the world. Uh, You have to be uh, the son of God if you're going to bring about uh, uh, salvation to all mankind. Uh, 
Romans chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, Paul says this. He says, For what if some did not believe? Shall uh, Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Is our faith in God null and void simply because some people don't believe in the virgin birth? Some people don't believe who Jesus Christ is? Some people don't uh, believe that Jesus is who He says He is? Paul says, God forbid, yea, let God be true and every man a liar. You see, the the genealogy of Jesus uh, tells the reader of whose son He is in terms of David, the, of the royal line. And the birth of Jesus tells you whose son He is. He's the Son of God. Matthew chapter uh, 1, verse 1 through 17 is this genealogy that we looked at, and it gives Him the legal right to the throne, but He could never redeem man on that merit alone. He could never have conquered death simply being in the line of David. He could have never conquered sin having just simply this human lineage to David. He could never conquer Satan and hell if he was not the Son of God. For that, he had to be the Son of God. For that, he had to be God incarnate. Jesus Christ is the same uh, God-man, the 100% God, 100% man that must be necessary in order to bring about salvation. You see, at Christmas time, we focus so much about the birth of Jesus and the, the fact that He was born in a manger and He was born uh, uh, to Mary and, and all of that, but we cannot leave out the virgin birth. The virgin birth. He had to be uh, born of a virgin. He had to be... God in flesh. Now, this passage of Scripture tells us that the birth of Jesus uh, was in this wise. Uh, this, in this passage of Scripture, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 18, the birth of Jesus is the same reading as uh, what it says in the very first verse. It says, uh, uh, it's as if Matthew is giving us a genealogy in terms of him being the Son of God. It says that Mary was uh, 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 espoused to Joseph before they came together. Uh, what this was, is, uh, and many people are, are familiar with this uh, term of, of being espoused to uh, Joseph. And what this was, was a legal uh, phase in terms of, of their marriage. In all uh, sense, Mary was already considered to be the the wife of Joseph. Even though they had not come together, this was a 12-month period. uh, This espousing time was a 12-month period of time in which it was a guarantee for Joseph and a guarantee for Mary that uh, she would be proven not to be already with child. And so it was a way in which uh, the, the... the young woman would be able to prove that, hey, I'm not pregnant, I haven't conceived, I've not been with a man, I'm uh, pure and chaste, and it was a way in which uh, she could prove herself. And uh, it says here that in this time that uh, Mary was espoused to Joseph to be married, they had not come together, 
this was a time in, uh, of purity for them to prove their uh, relationship. And uh, but the problem is, is that she was found to be with child with the Holy Ghost. And so it says here that Joseph was a uh, righteous man. He was a man that, that desired not to, to bring shame. And what that is all about is, is back in Leviticus uh, chapter 22, I believe it is. In Leviticus, it says that uh, if a, uh, a woman is found to be with child, not a virgin, when uh, the uh, marriage day comes along, the second phase of their marriage in which uh, uh, they would be married and and actually uh, come together as husband and wife at that point, if the woman was found to be with child at that point, uh, the husband had every right to take uh, the woman to the father's uh, household and at his doorstep make the accusation that she is not a virgin. And and at that point, uh, the family would have to prove if they believe that she actually was a virgin, uh, that she was a virgin and had not been with the man. But he could uh, make this public public spectacle. It was within the right of the man if if he was married to a woman that had been with a, a man before to take uh, her in front of the whole community and and to make known to everyone that she had been with a man. And then uh, at that point, uh, the town, the community would take her outside of the city walls and stone her to death. This is not something that they kind of played around with. They were very serious about this matter. In fact, if a uh, in Leviticus also it tells that if a man is found to be with a woman that is not his wife, that he and she is to be taken outside the city walls, and the whole town, the whole community is to take uh, stones and to stone them as well. So this was something that uh, that was not taken with a wink and a nod like it is today. Uh, people didn't simply say, uh, oh, okay, well, uh, we're going to be married, so we'll just go ahead and, and get started on the honeymoon early. Uh, that kind of thing did not happen because they were very serious about this, that uh, a man and a wife is to wait until after they were married waiting after this espousal time. And so Joseph, not wanting to make a spectacle, had a choice. He had the choice of taking her and making a spectacle in front of everyone. Or um, Leviticus also says that uh, he could give her a certificate of divorce. Now this comes up in Jesus' ministry uh, later uh, in which he tells uh, them that the proper way is is for uh, the husband to bring three witnesses and write up a letter of divorcement. Why would he give a divorce to Mary if they're just a spouse? Because everyone considered them already married. In, fa- in, in spite of the fact that they had not come back, uh, come together at this point. And so Joseph is contemplating wh- his decision. What am I to do? What, how am I to do, uh, take care of this? And he falls asleep and in a dream, uh, God sends an angel to speak with him. And the angel tells him, don't be afraid to take Mary uh, to be your wife. Uh, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. 
And so right here in Matthew, we see that uh, Jesus Christ is conceived of the Holy Ghost. And it says, And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Now, think of this uh, here for a moment. Uh, Jesus, and I uh, shared with you this uh, last week also, if you hadn't fallen asleep in the midst of what I was telling you about, uh, Jesus is the, uh, the Greek version of the Hebrew word of, uh, that uh, stands for Jesus' name, which is uh, Jehovah Saves. Uh, And it says uh, that they were to name him Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, you can't save anyone from their sins if you are merely just in the lineage of King David. A king cannot commute the the sin of mankind. Uh, He must be born uh, a virgin and must be of God in order to fulfill that, uh, that requirement. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, and this is the uh, this is the uh, the prophecy that was made in Isaiah. It says uh, all this was done that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, "Behold, a virgin shall bring forth a child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means interpreted means God with us, uh, Emmanuel." Uh, the L part of that is the name of God in Hebrew. And Emmanuel shall dwell with us, God with us. And so Joseph uh, does that very thing. He does not go into Mary and does not have relationships with Mary. Well, this is the response of Joseph. We already uh, know how Mary and Joseph take uh, to this. Over in Luke, if you look over there, uh, and that's a passage of Scripture that many of us uh, looked at today in Sunday school. It says in verse uh, 26 of chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 26, it says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. Now, remember I told you that uh, Matthew had one perspective of the gospel, and that was to show the kingly line of David. Luke uh, approaches uh, Jesus Christ and His birth from a totally different perspective. And that is that uh, Jesus Christ is God. And so uh, we see the same events, but presented in a way in which it highlights and focuses on the fact that Jesus Christ is God's Son. It says here, uh, uh, this is the account of, of how Mary heard this message. The Gabriel was sent. Uh, unto the city of uh, Galilee named Nazareth, uh, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou uh, uh, that are highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. and this is where the Catholics take this phrase that they um, uh, say the Hail Marys about this, uh, this which Gabriel shares. Uh, Blessed art thou among women. And when uh, she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Now, why would Mary be uh, questioning this? Why would she question this message of God? 
uh, that she was favored of God? Well, that was because Mary was no one special in her own mind. She was just simply a, a young lady that was going about her business. Uh, she wasn't anything uh, spectacular, and yet the angel came and said, uh, uh, Hail, thou who art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And she doesn't understand why he's saying that she's blessed. Well, she's blessed because God has chosen her to be the vessel that would bring about uh, the birth of the Savior. And so uh, uh, she's, uh, the angel said unto her in verse 30, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth the Son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give him, unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Uh, this is reminiscent of the uh, message that was given uh, to King David about the fact that his lineage would continue on uh, and be eter- uh, of an eternal kingdom. But Mary has a problem. She's, she's not debating with uh, Gabriel. She's not saying, hey, ho, 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 ho. It's not like she's Moses and said, Moses said well, when uh, he was at the burning bush, Moses, did, uh, Moses said, you know, hey, um, I, I'm not really a great speaker. Do you think you could get somebody else? Mary didn't do that. Mary instead said, uh, hey, I, I don't have a problem with that, but here's the only problem. I've never been with a man. How can I give birth to a child? And this is verse 34. Verse 35 says, And the angel said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore... Uh, Therefore also the holy thing which uh, shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. See, here Luke is showing us that uh, Jesus Christ is not just uh, of the lineage of David, but He is the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son. And this is kind of proof to Mary and saying to her, Hey, uh, you think this is impossible? Watch, uh, watch what I've already done. Uh, and he says, uh, Thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. So he's already answering the question, How can it be that God is able to do this? in me. How am I able to do this? Uh, Gabriel says, hey, here's a little uh, hook to hang your hat on. He says, uh, your cousin Elizabeth that's already old and shouldn't be able to conceive and never has been able to conceive. Uh, God's already uh, caused her to be able to conceive and he, she's already six months pregnant. And he says this phrase, verse 37, that we need to uh, write in our Bibles, write in our uh, in the front of our Bible, uh, highlight, underline everything you can. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. That's not just with the birth of Jesus Christ, but everything in our life. With God, nothing is impossible. And so Mary, here's the response that Mary has. We already saw what Joseph said. Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. And so what we see is, is a very uh, very open uh, response to the angel of God saying, hey, uh, whatever you say, I'm, I'm down with it. You go ahead and uh, I'll serve in the way in which God has called me to serve. 
And so we see that response. Now, uh, we also understand that uh, uh, there is a, another response, and that is a response uh, that we talked about also in uh, Sunday school this morning over in chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 20. And the shepherds, uh, 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 excuse me, I went too far. Uh, and it says in verse 8, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them. Here's the response the shepherds have. They said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. They that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And so we see a, a third response of the birth of Jesus Christ today. And that is the response of the shepherds. The shepherds were amazed and astonished by the angels declaring the glory of God. And I said, remember I said that Luke is all about showing the divinity of God of Jesus Christ. And so not only do we have an angel that proclaims the birth of Jesus to Mary, but we also have angels that declare the birth of Jesus Christ to uh, the shepherds and they light up the, the town with uh, their, the glory of God shining from them and they proclaim the glory of Jesus Christ in song as they sing uh, to the shepherds and the shepherds then go and they immediately, immediately they respond, they believe, they not only believe but they go and they see and once they see, they begin to spread the gospel throughout. What we would call the gospel today, they began to spread their story throughout the whole of Bethlehem, letting everyone know all the way back to their flocks about all the wondrous things that they had seen, the angels, the baby that was born, uh, the incredible sight of uh, Mary and Joseph and the babe in the manger. And so they were direct witnesses of the birth of Jesus at that moment. And so we see uh, this amazing response. And so what is your response today? How do you see Jesus Christ's birth? Is this time of the year just simply about presence, about uh, getting something for you and getting for yourself that special thing that you've been wanting all year long? Or is it that we respond like uh, the, the shepherds as they heard the great message of Jesus Christ. They went and saw with their eyes. They believed and they began to share. It's my hope and prayer that as we go throughout this Christmas season that we'll do more than just simply talk about uh, 
the ho-ho-ho day in which we talk about all the presents that we're getting, all the gifts that we've bought for our family, all the food that we're going to eat. You know, we make a big deal about the food on Christmas like we do at Thanksgiving. And it's not about the food. It's not about the tree. It's not about the gifts under the present. But it is about the gift that was given by God of Emmanuel, God with us, that is so important. That is the gift that we need to, uh, to receive. The gift of salvation. The gift of His mercy. The gift of His love. The gift of His redemption. The gift of forgiveness. Those are the gifts that we need to focus on. And we need to be like the shepherds going about telling everyone that we meet, everyone that we see of all the things that God has done for us. Let's join together for prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray that in this day that we would be the people of God, that we would share uh, the mighty message of Jesus Christ, the wonderful gospel that was declared that first morning of Jesus Christ being born into the world, born of a virgin that she might uh, bring forth the Son of God, that she might uh, be the vessel that would provide the conduit for you to bring blessing to the world, the blessing of salvation, the blessing of forgiveness, the blessing of forgiveness of sins. Lord, we exalt you and we praise you. Lord, if there's one here today that has not accepted you, Lord, I pray that they would accept you today like the, like the shepherds with great belief and going to see the Savior and then telling others of what Christ has done in their life. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.